Good morning, my fellow Africans and the world at large. This is Emmanuel Kujumensa once again, coming into your homes and your minds with a message of empowerment and enlightenment all the way from Ontario, Canada. Today is the 17th of October in the year 2022. And the Bible says this is the day the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. And for that matter, I take this opportunity to invite the whole world, any man or woman listening to me or hearing my voice to join me to give thanks to God for the day that he has granted unto us. And life in general, life is beautiful. Life is wonderful. Life is glorious. Life is God himself flowing through all things, including mankind. Today, I am going to speak to you on the topic, the greatest discovery that leads to mental emancipation. I repeat, the greatest discovery that leads to mental emancipation. Based on the education that we have received and that we are still giving to our children, whenever you ask any man or woman about the greatest discovery in the life of humanity, then we will go back and say maybe the invention of the atomic bomb or men and women being able to create or to go to the moon. We will go on and on and on and on looking at outer things outside ourselves as our greatest discovery. But that is not the truth. The human being has his own life, every one of us. And the greatest discovery in our lives has to do with our lives, ourselves. And so the greatest discovery normally comes as a surprise to most men and women. And that would be the last place that they would think of actually uh, talking about the discovery that set mankind free from all bondage, from all difficulties, all situations. And so today, I am going to explain to you the greatest discovery in the life of humanity. And this discovery is happening in every man's, woman's life. It is your personal discovery. And as soon as you discover that, you become awakened to this truth. Then you have complete freedom from all kinds of bondage or, yeah, bondage in life. And so according to the father of American, philosophy, uh, American psychology, William James, that the greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitude. And this is the greatest discovery in the life of humanity. This particular discovery sets us apart from the beasts, the animals, and all other things. For we know that we have the power and the ability to alter our life. And we only need to do one thing, and that is by altering our attitudes. And so what is an attitude? An attitude or attitude is simply a subtle way of thinking or feeling about someone or something. Typically, 
one that is reflected in a person's behavior. And so your attitude is more or less your mindset. Your attitude is more or less your mindset. How you look at things and how you define them, how you feel about them. And that makes that that these are your attitudes. And these are the things that create your life. Your attitude has to do with your beliefs. So whatever thing that you look at and establish a mental premises concerning that thing, good or bad, that is what is going to happen in your life. Or you are creating your life. So if you are able to alter your attitude from bad to good, your life will be good. But if you continue to keep the bad attitude, your life will also be bad. There is nothing that any man or woman can do to save you. There is nothing that can come in to save you from whatever you are going through except you changing your attitude. And that is your mindset. And that is why when Jesus Christ came to this earth, his message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven. We are in God's kingdom. All of us are in God's kingdom in the world here. And for you to have the benefit, the full benefit of your existence here, then you have to change your attitude, and that is by changing your mindset. And so whatever situation that we find ourselves in, that situation is not permanent, but it is changeable. And it is only, it is only changeable on the truth that we are prepared to change our attitude, your mindset. Your mindset defines your life. And this is the greatest dis uh, discovery. And so when you look at men and women all over the world, our lives goes in alignment with our attitude, the attitude of mind. Men and women who knows and believe that they are the center of their life. They are the creators, they are the creators of their own circumstances. They do not sit down to blame other people. They do not, I mean, attribute their uh, situations to any outer things, but they know that whatever they are seeing is the creation of their own minds and attitude, and therefore they get up and begin to change their attitude by training the mind to behave in a certain way. And so, your attitude is the main thing that you need to be paying attention to. What is your attitude to life? What is your attitude to all other things? What do you think about life? Is, it, is life a poor or a sour life? Is life is something that it needs to be enjoyed to you? Or life is something that is horrible? What is your attitude towards the work that you do? Is it something that you enjoy? Or something that you fret? Something that you dislike? What is your attitude towards your own environment? Is it something that you believe that it is your responsibility to think and improve your life or just to sit down and live in that squalor, live in that dirty environment. All the things are the works of our attitude. And until the attitude is changed, none of the outer environment will change. And so invoking the words of uh, Miles Monroe once again, that nothing changes in your life until your mind changes. This is a mathematical truth. And so to set yourself from mental bondage, to self emancipate yourself from 
uh, mental slavery is simply beginning to change your attitude towards life, begin to change your attitude towards everything, always looking at everything from the highest perspective, looking at everything from the positive perspective, but not the negative perspective, and also having the proactive spirit or attitude that you will always rise up to challenge or respond to situations. And as you embrace the situations and you analyze them, then you get the solutions to bring out the solution to actually uh, kill the problem or the situations. And so our attitude defines us. And so as a people of Africans, when we are, when we are, we are talking about emancipating ourselves, these are the things that we have to begin to look into as a matter of fact, per our education, no one actually talked about what we are talking about today, attitude. Because we only go to school, the teachers, we do this, we do that, we do that, we chew the books and, and we pour and then we go. But this is education that is very important. Unfortunately, this education is not given in the formal sector. And now, so attitude, if you look at us, our lives, everything is the creation or is the if uh, yeah the effect of our attitude and now begin by going into the african setup and you will see that we have put ourselves in a certain bondage we are not thinking outside that our attitude towards life is poor our attitude towards life is it's not anything that is at the level of normal human beings that are at an advanced stage and so if you go back, if you look at what, when our forefathers were living, typically the African setup is we were living in bushes. And our forefathers, they only created huts in terms of planning, thinking, and then making things to stand out to full beauty was not in the equation of our forefathers. So this man and the woman and the children lives in their hut on their farm. These people also live here, they live here. So there was nothing like a planning uh, like nothing like planning in our in our calculations and so that is what we've lived and this factor could be looked into every african town or city you could see this reflected in our lives what we call planning our attitude towards beauty our attitude towards improvement in our lives is very poor and this cannot change this cannot change by actually going out for loans to come and build new structures and whatever. We just cannot change by doing anything until we change the, our attitude. And the attitude is training the mind to begin to look at things from the highest and the wonderful perspective. And so you will see that in Africa, we go for loans, we do all things. You see that a place will be created for a group of people and in the, uh, the following day you come back and the place has been turned into something down, something upside down. It is because we are, we, we are looking at change from outside, but not from inside. But that is not the real uh, arrangement. The arrangement is change from inside to the outside. And so until the attitude change, nothing changes. And if we take animals, for instance, you cannot change the attitude of animals in relation to how they are made of. So you can take a goat, you can take a sheep and give it a bath every day. Do everything that you want it to do or you want to do to it. 
it may comport and you'll be able to do that. But the fact is that the, the, the goat or sheep will not do that thing itself. A goat will not bath itself. A sheep will not bath itself. It will not cut its uh, nails or whatever. No, they wouldn't do that. That is not their attitude. They don't have that mindset. And so it is it's human beings. When people don't have the mindset, the, their general view about something, if that thing is not changed, and you are trying to do something that is contrary to that mindset, there is nothing you can do. You will not gain. You will not get any success. And that is what we are seeing in our life. And so this is a kind of bondage that we have put on ourselves. We are not thinking outside the book. We are not thinking in the right direction. And the only thing we can do is to train our minds, to begin to expose, open our minds. Uh, why is it that our forefathers actually sat down and never thought of making any improvement in their lives. It goes back in history that when in those in the olden days, even right now, if you go to Africa, if you go to the cities, if you go to the government uh, uh, setup or everything, there is someone who is working with the mindset that his fellow work worker or someone in his business, someone in his office, is working against him. And therefore, there are some things that he will not disclose to the person because the person will actually work against him spiritually. This is something that we inherited from our forefathers. In the olden days, we were told that whenever you do something greater, then people begin to look at you in a different way. Then they kill you spiritually or they do something to you spiritually. And for them to protect their children, their sons and daughters, even anything good that is done was concealed. And therefore, the African never thought of showcasing what he is doing, showcasing what he can do, because he's afraid of being killed spiritually. And this is something that has been carried on to us to today. The African is always afraid of death, afraid of the fact that someone is taking him or her to the juju or to the fetish right or yeah this kind of things that we have uh, we've accepted and so you see that people are educated even people are in advanced world here and they still believe in this they are working in bondage and therefore whatever thing that is beauty whatever thing that is wonderful they do not want to show it but that is not how it is and so if we are carrying this mindset this attitude, with this attitude, nothing can change in our lives, regardless of what we are doing. And even as a matter of fact, you can go if you go to Africa. Now we have the fetish priest. We have the all these traditional people using iPads and iPhones. But as a matter of fact, if you look at their life, nothing is changing in their life. For the fact that they are holding these things, nothing has changed in their life because the attitude is still the same. And so William James is a prophet or was a prophet for making this statement that the greatest discovery is that human beings can alter his life by altering his attitude. Africans, until we alter our attitude, we will not go anywhere. And that is the real emancipation that we have to do. The, the attitude of mind that is built upon fear, 
is that we have to emancipate ourselves of. There is a deep sense of fear in the African, of his fellow African, with the mind that they are working against him or her spiritually. And so we are every day, we go to church and we pray against people that are enemies. If we go to the church, what we talk of is our enemy. And the enemies are our, our fathers, our mothers who are old, people whom we are supposed to, I mean, respect and honor. We turn them, we, we, turn, we, we, we classify them as witches and wizards. All other things are against us. And therefore, nothing good is coming out of us. So African situation, when we talk of mental emancipation, when we talk of mental incarceration, when we talk of mental slavery, it is not what the Europeans are doing to us that has put us in mental slavery. It is our own setup. It is our own traditions. And it is built upon fear. It is built upon this central fear that your colleague or your fellow human being has the power to kill you. Your fellow human being has the power to, to do something to you spiritually. And therefore, we are always trying to fight or to avoid this. And this is a symbol. This is a sign of mental slavery. We are living in slavery. We look, we have, we have put ourselves in captivity. And this is the time we have to begin to put all this down. And we have to listen to the counsel of William James. That we can change our lives. We can change everything that we don't like in our lives. But it all begins by changing our attitude, our mindset. Nothing will change in our life until we change our mindset. So mental emancipation, when we talk of it, those who are educated, oh, they will jump that, yes, we Africans, we need to change our mind. And even some of them will go on to tell you, oh, it is the Europeans that are doing this to us, this and that. They will go on to history and all those things. But these things doesn't matter. Any man that engages in those things, the person is still in mental bondage because he, he lacks the understanding that it is his own or her own attitude. That is creating its own realities. And all of us put together our collective attitude. That is creating our collective life. And so, the mental slavery that Marcus Garvey wrote about, that Bob Marley sang about, we are still playing the redemption song. We didn't understand. Africans never understood it. But as a matter of fact, this mind business, this mental mind state, the study of the mind and the work of the power of the subconscious mind, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind is something that has been studied and studied and actually propagated in the advanced world for a long time. This is something that is generally known by even school children. But in Africa, we do not know. All we know is witches and wizards. All we know is demons and uh, demons and whatever, the devil and all those things. But this is the time that we have come to the knowledge of this great discovery. And today, my message to you is that whatever your life is in your individual life, you can change your life by changing your attitude. In the same way, whatever our life collectively, Africans is, it is changeable. But it, is, it can only be changed only when we are ready to change our attitude. And this is the time we've changed the attitude. And the attitude begins 
from weeding out fear, fear from our lives, the fear of death is the number one thing that has brought the African down. Our forefathers, most of them have had beautiful things that they were using in their lives. But for the fear of someone killing them, they concealed it and never showed it. But on the other side, if you look at, if you come to the Europeans and whatever, someone saw something, he goes into it, he research into it, then they do a showcase to it to the world, then other people begin to copy. And that is how things actually sprang forth in this part of the world. Whatever thing that, is, whatever thing that happens in Britain, tomorrow it happens in France. And it got to a point that they were actually collaborating. But the Africans never had that concept of collaboration because we are afraid of one another. We are afraid of one another just because we know that the African, he will take you to the Jube house. He will take you to this to kill you or to destroy your business. Right now, we have people who have ambulance charms and other things under their seats and uh, around their waist. Or they carry these things along because they know that they are being taunted by evil forces. And these are the minds that are in bondage. And nothing good will come out of such mind until we tear all these things down. This thing is running through every African. It's running through every African. Now, as a matter of fact, I grew up as a, a, a Christian and I actually became a church leader and in my life in Ghana. After when I came to the, I came to the, the developed world, all I knew was we're going to church, praying and doing that. So it got to a point that I actually stopped going to the African church and I actually worship with my family in a typical Canadian church. And as a matter of fact, you go to these churches, no one talk of demons. No one talk of this. We do church service. We pray. We do, we, we do whatever we're supposed to do. Then we come home. No one talk of deliverance. No one talk of all that we're doing. It is only the Africans, when you go to the church, there is a cloud of fear on the Africans, and we are bombarding, we are castigating, we are doing all this kind of things. You see, so you sit down, when you think deeply, you see that these are people who are actually in bondage. They have put their minds in a certain state that until this habit is changed, they will never be set free. And so when we talk of mental emancipation, this is what we are talking about. You, the educated man or woman, that still practice some of this, all these things, you are in bondage. Your mind is in bondage. You are incarcerated. God created you as an independent, a free man or woman to do exploits, to do whatever you want to do by the proper use of your mind. But so long as you are putting a cap, you are putting something on your mind or you are clouding your mind with fear, your mind will create that situation for you because your attitudes are very important in your life. You are the creator of your own life. And so this is the time that we have to rise up. Young men and women, instead of packing yourself in churches, instead of going about bombarding evil spirits and whatever, begin to believe, begin to develop a new attitude, develop life, look at life as friendly, look at life as benevolent, look at life as loving. And therefore, you are here, 
you are a soul, an independent soul. There is a force, there is a power, there is a spirit in you. That the spirit, no one can touch that spirit. And until your soul is ready to return to where it came from, no one on earth yet can do anything to you. This is the mental premises you have to do. And when you take this mental premises, you've emancipated yourself from the, the, that, prince, that, 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 that bondage of fear. You, you, you are not supposed to live in fear. A soul never dies. And a soul will never die. Your soul is powerful. And your soul is here for a particular time, for a particular purpose. And so long as that time is not up, Nothing here can kill you. Nothing here can destroy you. This will only be a reality only when you accept that belief. In that case, you have put yourself under that bondage and it will work out in exactly, exactly as it is for you. And so, emancipate yourself from mental slavery is simply pulling out or pulling, or pulling down all these false beliefs and begin to walk as an independent human being. That is not afraid of anything, but you are filled and being led by the power, the divine energy, the divine presence in you. And therefore, you and all men are one. You and all things are one. And all things are for you, but not all, nothing is against you. Establish this mental premises and you will see that everything in your life will begin to change and that is what africans we have to change right before we even talk of building this thing putting up these buildings roads and whatever things there is nothing that we can do for it to happen because our mental attitude our attitude doesn't match with the development that we are talking we want to bring into our lives our mental attitude, our attitude is not in alignment with the development that we are trying to force into our lives. And so this is the time that we have to change the attitude. When we, we change the attitude by believing that we are here to create, we are here to improve our lives, we are here to modify our lives, then we begin to look at things from the highest perspective. We begin to look at this and take the necessary steps and begin to bring improvement in our lives, improvement in our lives. And that is when development will come. Development will not come so long as people are crippled with fear of death. That is the truth. And so let us open up. Businessmen and women, you share ideas freely. You share ideas freely. And as you share the ideas, so all other things come to you. Government workers, politicians, you share your ideas, you speak in the spirit of truth. And as you do the right thing, it comes back to you. This is the attitude that builds. This is the attitude that makes things happen, but not the attitude where men and women are afraid of their fellow men and women. Or men and women believe that they have to take someone to somewhere or some spiritual places before they can actually be successful. These are all symptoms of people who are mentally incarcerated. And so Africa, almost everyone is in the mental slavery that Marcus Gavi and Bob Marley talked about. And this is the time that we have to emancipate ourselves. Emancipate yourself from mental slavery. It's simply change your mental attitude. Change your mental attitude. Change your attitude towards everything. We have now we have experienced our own life. We have experienced this attitude, uh, the, the result of this attitude for centuries. 
So no one is even to convince you. No one, we are not supposed to convince one another. We only have to come back to the realization that enough is enough. And we've been going in one direction. Now let's turn in the other direction. And the other direction is the truth that I'm presenting to you. The greatest discovery in your life is the day that you become awakened to what I'm telling you. And that is your greatest discovery. The fact that you are listening to me today it means you have stumbled upon the greatest discovery. And the greatest discovery is that your life is the interplay of your attitude and your mind. Your mind creates everything for you. And therefore begin to change your attitude, your attitude, your perception, your mindset about things. And now when we look into this, uh, we want to compare ourselves to the developed world. And... Um, it is unfortunate that we come to this, those of us that are here, we come here and we don't take time to study. Britain became a developed world, not because what the government was doing. It was because men and women became awakened to the fact that they are the creators of their own life. And they have to function their life the way they want. And therefore they began creating someone in his own closet, the way the job he's doing. It's so difficult and he started looking at the best way to minimize the pain to make to bring improvement efficiency and as they do it and it becomes popular then the government comes in to support them then they showcase to the world and so individual small small inventions that came together to become what we call developed world so it is in america so it is in germany so it is everywhere those that we see being showcased at an advanced stage where the collection of the small, small ones, then they put it together and then they give it a, 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 a name or they give it a certain perspective and becomes that we see it and we say, oh, this is uh, high technology. Now, it is some small, small inventions made by human beings. There is something in your mind, my fellow African. There is something in your hand that God is bringing into this world, but you are afraid. You are afraid that some people will twat you. Even the small business, you are the small business, you are operating table business or whatever. You are every day praying that evil spirit, whatever, bombarding people with the blood of Jesus or whatever. Look, this is a mental slavery. The blood of Jesus set men free, but it, it doesn't put people in bondage. The very fact that you are afraid of something that you are using the blood of Jesus to rebuke it means that you are afraid. That is the symbol of your captivity in mind. The blood of Jesus has already set you free. And therefore you have nothing to fight against. You are a free man. You are a free woman, my brother, my sister. Wake up. Wake up. So as soon as we change our mental attitude, as soon as we change our attitude, all other things will follow. All other things will follow. And so what we need to preoccupy ourselves with, what we need to look at now, is the great discovery and the great discovery is the discovery that we have the ability and the power to change our lives by altering our attitude it doesn't matter what imf is doing it doesn't matter what the world is doing it doesn't matter what is on the world market or whatever once we change our mental attitude we change our attitude the man in the village will know that he has grown to a level that we are now in a an error that he is not supposed to live in dirty environment and therefore he will begin to think of how to improve his own life and bring beauty in his life 
The man working on the farm will begin to realize that what he's doing is so painful and therefore he will begin to think to improve his own processes, to create, invent something to make his life meaningful, like to make his work less difficult. This is why we say that we are looking at things from the right perspective. But what are we seeing now? All Africans are there wailing like goats and she's bam, bam, bam. We need this. We need that. We need this. We need that. And upon all this wailing, no one is creating. No one is looking for solution from his own self that this is what I'm giving to my people as a solution to this problem. No one. No one. Any small thing that an African will create, we are looking for foreign investment to come and help us. These are people who are in mental incarceration. We need to set our minds free. And all these things come to the fact that a certain seed has been sown into us. And that is the seed of fear, the seed of inferiority, the seed of, uh, the, 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 the seed of inferiority. The false belief that something has to happen outside of us before we can actually get something beautiful. But that is not the truth. Something has to happen within you such that what you're looking in the beauty, what you're looking for will come in your outer world. That is the truth of life. So emancipate yourself from mental slavery. This is the time we are dissecting this into the details or the minutest detail of it. We are no longer to sing Bob Marley's song. Anytime you hear that song, remember this message that you are not supposed to let anything be afraid of you. And that is when you are emancipating yourself. And don't forget, Marcus Garvey and Bob Marley, they said it clearly that none can do this for us except myself. No one can liberate you from this mental bondage except yourself by you looking at you, look, you discovering the truth and begin to look at yourself as a free and independent being created in the image and the likeness of God. That is the truth. That is the truth. Let us rise up, fellow Africans. We are no longer to be in this bondage. We are no longer to allow ourselves to be used by other men. Look, even what the Europeans have done is not even worse than what our own people are doing, the religious leaders are doing right now. The religious leaders are because the African ordinary man's mind is backwards, is so behind that religious men are using them in all other ways. So pathetic. I was listening, reading the news item in on Ghana web, and I asked myself, do we have people who can think in Ghana? A lady, I don't know, there's a certain lady that says she used to be a fetish priest. She duped people, and then all of a sudden, she says she's been converted into Christian and that she's a pastor. And this lady, according to the account, she became rich in such a way that she was giving money to her own church members. And this kind of, you ask yourself, where did, this, where did she get the money? The money is from the ordinary men and women in the church. And because these men and women are in bondage, they keep on giving this money and the lady has become richer than them. And now some of them are blaming, I don't know, this is a kind of story, I don't want to go into it. But I'm using it as an example of how Africans are in bondage. And now she's become a news item in Ghana. Look, this is something that shouldn't have happened in our age. This is something that shouldn't have happened. And this is just one example. This is just one example. The poor ordinary man cannot think and know that 
his penuries are re enriching the big-time pastors and whatever in Africa. And all that they can do is that this pastor is powerful. They go and pray. They go and seek their prayers. No, 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 no. That is not. This is minds in bondage. Emancipate yourself, a young man or woman. You are God on earth here. Therefore, take your divinity. Take your stand as a God on earth here. You don't need anyone, anyone, anyone to set you free. You don't need anyone whatsoever to make you big. But you have the power to become big yourself. That is the truth of life. So when we look at, when we talk of the mental slavery, it runs from the well-educated men to the downtrodden in Africa. Every man is in this bondage. And as a matter of fact, until we begin to change the attitude, nothing will change. And we can change the attitude only going to the root of it. And the root of it is the fear that has been sown into us. The fear of death of death from evil spirits, from witches and wizards that never existed. Until we pull it down, we will not go where? We will not go anywhere. We have to liberate ourselves. And this is the time we are supposed to serve God. The Bible says that the time is come that the true worshippers will worship God in truth and spirit. The worshipping of God in truth and spirit is you come into the understanding and knowledge that you are God incarnate and therefore you are a free man, independent person, a man or woman that no one can thwart, no one can thwart you or effort, no one can kill you, but you are God in your own self. That is a true worshipping of God. And so mental slavery is, is, is something that we need to fight, and that is what we are fighting right now. We have to liberate ourselves, free our minds from all these fears, from all this bondage. And when we do that, we will see our progress running through us into our towns and cities. But before I leave you, as I bring my message to an end, I want to remind you once again, I've rehashed this several times. I have intentionally rehashed this several times, the words of William James, that a man or woman can change his life by altering his attitude. Our attitude is what we need to look at. We have to change them. And your attitude is your mindset, your perception, or the way you look at things. We, do, we, we must desist or we must train our minds to begin to look at things and classify this from the highest point of view. Every single thing that falls down is attributed to spiritual forces. That is minds in captivity. And this is the time that we have to change it. When people are using science to analyze things, Africans are using spiritual or whatever, the African, spiritual, African version of spirituality to analyze things. So when something happens, they go and bring the fetish spirits or whatever to come and do this incantation. Oh, there, the gods have accepted. Nanum has accepted. Then they go to bed. So the good that that thing is bringing, they don't even accept it. They don't receive it. This is the time that we have to change. We have to, I mean, liberate ourselves from this bondage. It's a bondage that we have put ourselves in. Let us rise up and let us begin work, work from within to change our attitude. And as our attitudes are changed, our outer life to change accordingly. That is my message for you. Now, may the overshadowing presence of God 
that keep the stars in the open and the planets in the orbit such that they do not clash with one another, lead you, guide you, and direct you, give you an open mind and a receptive heart such that all the things that I have mentioned, look, you will look into your own life. You will see that you are in bondage. Your mind is being crippled by your own attitude, by your perception, by your beliefs, by your mindset. And this is the time that you have to set your mind free by taking all those things and stand alone as a free, independent man or woman brought onto the earth to change, to mold your life and to change it to the better, for the better and to affect other people's lives so that we all move ourselves up in the, in the, on the journey of evolution. That is the truth. Once again, my name is Emmanuel Kwejo Mensa and I am a co-founder of the African Mental Emancipation Movement. Our dream and determination at African Mental Emancipation Movement is the complete mental emancipation of all Africans, all black people, whatever we find ourselves, from the mental bondage, the slave mentality that has been put on us by our forefathers with the spirit and the mind of fear, such that we will weed all these things out of us, then every one of us will stand independently alone and see ourselves as men and women who are created in the image and the likeness of God, free to do, free to mold, free to carve and do whatever we want with our lives in a positive and a constructive way, such that we will move our lives upward and also contribute to the development of humanity on our journey of evolution. That is my message. Thank you, and God bless you.